And we are live. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Mad Mom Looks podcast. My name is Sim. Along with me are, it's a Brady Bunch, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> She's the one in curls, Noreen. That's Mahin. Well, I don't, where am I pointing? I don't know. But on your left hand side of the screen is Mahin. On the top is Baba Ali and my man Mort out of Buffalo, New York. How y'all doing this afternoon or this evening? Alhamdulillah, doing yeah. well, man. Assalamu alaikum. How are you doing? Cool. So uh, let me just get out some things out of the way. Let's uh, give a quick shout out to our sponsors, halfardeen.com. Halfardeen is the private matrimonial website started by none other than Baba Ali, who you see on the top portion of your screen. Wahidinvest.com is a website that is created for halal investing. Make sure you go to wahidinvest.com for all your Sharia compliant investments mywasia.com is a website created by none other, none other than joe bradford for the purposes of creating a sharia compliant will make a your islamic will in as little as 15 minutes go to mywasia.com all right Ooh, how's everyone doing alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. i skipped the snowstorm bob ali all the all the fans were asking him about where's bob ali where's bob ali in the chat <laughs> where were you tell them i was away i was on vacation yes bob ali actually takes vacation once in a while uh, oftentimes when i'm traveling i'm traveling for comedy shows but alhamdulillah this time no comedy shows it was just no, there was no show it was just me and my kids and having fun alhamdulillah so we were good it was nice and we we're in mexico for those who are interested uh we we're on a cruise ship to mexico oh, in nice. the middle of nowhere did you, stop? you back in? Did you stop at different ports? Uh, we just wanted to go to Cabo. So we stayed for Cabo for two days. Oh, okay, nice. Cabo, like if Afghanistan? If anyone ever wants to go to Mexico, make sure you stop at Cabo. It is the best of all the cities you can go on a cruise. Oh, it's Cabo. Not Cabo. Yes. I thought it said Cabo. Cabo? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's that's guy, a different destination, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm surprised they, uh, you didn't have any trouble getting back in. Yeah, that uh, from Kabul, I probably would. Yeah, but Kabul's a little kid's like, okay, come on. In. All right, um, guys, we have a lot to talk about this evening, so let's just jump right into it. Um, we didn't do a community poll this week. We just we had a lot of questions that were unanswered from the chat mm-hmm. and last emails week. and yeah. So, uh, Noreen, why don't you kick <laughs> it off? And well, before we get started, I want to mention we do have a launch good. Oh, yes. And uh, we're taking donations. I think we've got about two weeks left. We're at like almost 2,200, trying to get to 5,000. So please make your donations. And different tiers, you get a free t-shirt, shout out on Mad Mondays, and you can join our WhatsApp group. So we already have about, I don't know, 10, 15 people in our WhatsApp group. It's a blast. It's I thought, so you know, much fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, we're having a great time. I re- And if you already invested in one of the smaller tiers and just want to bump in, just pay the difference and just say, hey, I already uh, gave you guys some money. I don't want to give you any more, but yeah, <laughs> let me uh, join in. So so there's one fan who's missing from the group, and that's Abraham, the mailman. Ooh, Abraham, the mailman. A lot of our Madeline Luke fans know him from Twitter. Yeah, so his in wife. The podcast we did with him. Yeah, you guys did a podcast that hasn't been released yet, I don't think, but um, his wife's in the 
chat in his place. So I had a little side discussion with her and I was telling her that I'm really tired because Sim and I were up till 4 a.m. We just couldn't sleep last night. And she sends me this text. She says, brown chicken, brown cow. And I'm like, what? And then she sends me this audio. Brown chicken, brown, brown. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? That was Abraham, the mailman, saying, brown chicken, brown, brown. I don't know if I said that right. And <laughs> I was cracking up when I heard it. I was like, I can't believe she So how, how do you not that. know that? You're, you're, I know as reason. This is how I know it. Brown chicken, brown, wow. But he said, like, brown chicken, brown cow. I had never heard of it like that. Well, there was none of that, but there, there was, a, was a heavy night of booze and drinking. And <laughs> drugs. No. <laughs> no uh, what did we take? I think we, we drank some tea, mint tea. No, like, was really no, strong. no. This is what happened. He took a nap. Oh, yeah, I did take a nap. He took a nap, so he was up, so he kept me up. And then I couldn't sleep. And I would try to sleep, and I'd hear him walking around the room, and my eyes kept flying open, so I didn't sleep till 4 a.m. So. Oh, and then she gets talking. Like, oh, let's talk about people dying in Malaysia or something like that. What? Yeah, that's, Who's dying? That's my nightly. She loves Those bringing are up, my, she loves my bringing bedtime up stories. tragic stories right before going to bed. And I'm like, why are you bringing this up now? She's talking. <laughs> so anyway. It's right. an honest question. I'm just serious. I mean, because sometimes I find myself doing that. Oh, like, she'll, she'll do checkups. She'll, she'll see. Like, oh, are you still paying attention? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I wake up and... <laughs> So what I'll do is I'll just I'll just <laughs> I'll make up something like I was listening to it and I wasn't and then, then she'll know that I wasn't listening. And then she's like, Okay, you're tired, I'm going to bed. I'm like, okay. It's important to just pick up the main ideas and know how to I try, but sometimes when you get really tired, you just like you start drifting off and then you just don't make sense anymore. You're like, like we're busted. Well you get busted when you they tell you to repeat with what, what they just said. <laughs> right, right. That's and then I just memorize whatever they just said, but I have no idea what I'm saying. Exactly. What, what am I talking about? You are talking about going to the market and buying milk. It's like a game show. Exactly. It's like, yes, that's correct for two hundred dollars. This is like a forward concept to me because my wife doesn't really like talking before going to bed or when waking up. Wow. She just reads books. Well, your 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 wife is a very smart woman. First of all, <laughs> she she's she knows better not to engage with you. She would rather engage with a book or something. These aren't smart folks books though. They're like Harlequin novels. Harlequin? Oh wow. Hmm. Romance novels. Ooh. Those are romance novels. Okay. Yeah, that's all she reads. She oh, reads like a new all, one all every right. week. But <laughs> all right, I'm scared uh, about okay. the trajectory he's going in right now. Yeah. I think that's 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 a halal like a a Muslim woman's halal form of entertainment. Can we say how is it okay, wait, wait. Let yeah. me remind us. are you guys talking about those the ones with the steamy cover with the guy with no Fabio. shirt. Fabio, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, no, no, she doesn't wear uh, oh. read those. Oh, oh okay. not those. That's oh, no, what... hell no. I mean, because no. how are those books halal? Isn't that just <laughs> pornography? Yeah. Yeah, well, you're, that, you, but you're book. not you're not looking mm. at visuals. I think I think the proper term is erotica. Erotica. That's a, you know, yeah, a lot of a lot of Muslim couples use that. Just as bad. Wait, so wait, wait, is the visual making haram or is it the words that make it halal? I mean, I mean, you I try to find you try to find the novels that are talking about married couples, and then <laughs> it's halal. Yeah, but that's erotic. Have you guys read any of this content of what's in there? Are you kidding me? I'm just kidding. It's even worse than pornography. And pornography, they wouldn't even explain all this stuff. He deeply does this and touches this, and it's like every graphic detail is worse than even the pornography. Pornography, is like whatever. 
Yeah. I'm really? not saying pornography is good, but I'm just saying that I, I don't see much. Yeah, I think like, and, and plus the, the other thing is that like um I think the effect is the same that it has for on women that, that pornography has on men. It's the same effect. Because we're just more visual and they're not, right? So just more like it needs stimulation. So it has the same effect at the end of the day. But you bring up a good point. I think I've read something that said it's haram to imagine yourself with someone other than your spouse, right? Yeah, but and you know, here's what a lot of people are doing. And I, I this is multiple couples I've not like couples, but one of the spouses usually has communicated this either in a forum or in, in person. Most people feel like in order in order to just avoid pornography, they're just reading erotic literature. And they're kind of getting, you know, sometimes couples need to warm up and they want to, you know, get excited about something. They don't want to view porn and they're saying, you know, this is the least haram option. And they're kind of using that as a way to get into it, you know, get in the mood. What do you guys think about that? I mean, I I don't know. I mean, it's just weird to me, but hey. I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't have like ten years in a marriage or anything, so I can't really. Clearly, it's a lesser of the two evil, right? The you know, there's a wait. I I missed that. So, what couples are reading instead of instead of watching porn to you know get the the mood going, you know, Uh they're reading erotic literature. What? Yeah, you didn't know that. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. Yeah, like they're reading it to each other. I don't know exactly. No, maybe the guy like reads in the bathroom and he runs out. Think I'm ready. You know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe they read it. Is he they... wearing the same steamy shirt with uh, like open? Yeah, walls. Maybe, they're maybe integrating cosplay. She's like into comparing it. the book to him. Be like, no, this isn't working out. <laughs> like, maybe be... like one line by one line. You guys like know of, of cosplay, right? Cosplay or, is like you know where where you wear costumes and then you you know wear an outfit and maybe they're reading the book and then they dress up as the, the pirate and then one dresses up as a prisoner. <laughs> Usually. This is all foreign to me, dude. <laughs> I, have no yeah, I have no idea. More your virgin ears have been spoiled. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I mean, I just don't get the concept of all that. I mean, maybe I'm just too animalistic and simple. I don't need much to turn me on. Dude, there's it's like there's furries now. How, how is this foreign to you? Because I don't need to read some novel about somebody else having sex for me to get horny. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just, I'm sorry. Just no, no, I'm, I'm, wait, more. You don't need a pi- you don't want a pirate ma- uh, patch and like striped shirts. Looks like a prisoner from the pirate. <laughs> no, I don't need to be, uh, you know, pirates of the Caribbean to get sex. I've always felt like some of that role play was more for females since like, of course, dudes are like black and white. Like I agree with Mort, right? Well, uh, if it was up to guys recently, some of, I don't want to mention or throw anyone under the bus, but it was brought to my attention. There are some brothers who want to, uh, you know, take a video of their, them and their spouse. Oh my God. Doing it in action. And I was like, who wants this? No one wants to see that. It was brought up. No, it's not about seeing it, but I, I I can understand maybe why they'd want to do it so they can watch it themselves later on and get it turned on. But my my thing is this: God forbid that that video gets in the wrong hands. Exactly, dude. That I, is like the end of your I life. I really hope they're not using their phones to make these videos. Yeah, of course, that's what they're using. Yeah, I mean, hacked, I just think right? it's a very bad idea you know, oh, for on many reasons. Oh very, my god, very, very you bad guys! Idea. I saw someone's sex video when what? I was a kid. Okay, Ooh. the true story. Oh, yeah. will light. No, I, did I tell you about this? No. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, so no. there was a Muslim family that we were close family friends with, and we borrowed an Indian movie tape from them, and we pop it in. And the first like minute was a husband and wife, 
and we were so like mortified. And then the Indian movie started. You know how people record over. It is so traumatizing. It was so. I'm I surprised like, you ended up getting married in your life. I mean, if, after seeing that. Wait, wait. You saw the whole thing. Dude, uh, it was like a one minute. Oh, thing, just right? one it was minute. Like a minute. But, you know, but, I saw Auntie and Uncle, and it was so. And Auntie was. Wait, you you knew them personally? Yes. Master race, master race, master race. So how do you look at these people like normally again? Stop looking at them. I know what you're doing. Yeah, it was so bad. Oh, it was. It was really really bad i wow. think the next family party we were like running into the next room we're like, we couldn't even look them in the eye we're like oh. you know what you use your tape do. back <laughs> yeah use your tape back for sure by the way i like the first minute <laughs> oh god it was terrible <laughs> it was the worst thing wow that, that I still, is that is i cannot um, erase that image from my memory that's apparently not you remember you it 25 like, years later this was like brought back like this hidden like blocked memory <laughs> just talking about this this is really disturbing, but it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Muslim couples, even back in what, the 90s, 80s, 90s, aunties and uncles, immigrants were doing this stuff, guys. You know? Wow. Look <laughs> at Sim's face. Yeah, I don't even know what to say right now. Uh, I'm like, Sim, I guess Sim like, <laughs> something bad. Like, no, no, I'm just like, well, they were so advanced. <laughs> we thought like they were pure and they were like uncorrupted and we were the, the Jahil. Until you give them a videotape and a VCR. Like, here's, here you go, auntie yeah. and uncle. <laughs> and What's then like, <laughs> you know, this is interesting because, you know, so I've heard some guys say, you know what? I don't want to talk to a girl from back home because she might be prude. You know what I mean? And like, apparently, like, these are like immigrant parents that are like, yeah, this is, I mean, this is oh, some crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah. This is not food at all. You yeah. know, it'd be on a camera. When, I mean, when, wow. When I got married, I had aunties coming up to me at, like a week into marriage. I mean, they were at, giving me pointers and I was like, please stop talking. Like, please, I don't want to know what you do. Like, don't tell me. Oh, it was, it was so disturbing. So aunties and uncles are definitely, yeah, getting it on for sure. I mean, how so, were so, we so born, you, guys? No, I mean, Wait. they're definitely getting it on. That's not, the, I mean, they like, I, I, I didn't it's know the that. way they get it on, right? Yeah. I don't imagine that. How are they getting right? the mood? I don't, want, I don't imagine my parents had like dirty talk, right? No, I, mean, I just... It doesn't. It doesn't. They just. I just feel like they're like robots. They they got it done because they had a yeah. purpose. And was it. They had a sheet with a hole in it. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. There was a. They, they, they didn't even see each other's bodies. Yeah, they it was just truly see... to have children that was it. It was robotic. I don't believe they. Anything. They had a very Jewish form of sex. Sex. Yeah. And remember, you know, I mean, you guys know the Orthodox Jews. They have sex with like a little hole in the blanket. That's what. Well, I mean, or, extremely Orthodox, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, I guess for me, the thing is, like, I've never seen my parents like ever even hold hands in front of me. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I've yeah. never even seen that. I don't know about other people's cultures <clears throat> or everything, but that wasn't normal. Like, the most I've seen is maybe like at an anniversary party, my dad might have put his arm over my my mom like just for a, like, a half hug, like a picture or something. <laughs> but it was <laughs> like I can't even imagine like this kind of stuff. You know that, that yeah. that's why when she tells me this, I'm like. <clears throat> Man, this is really strange. Like a video, like in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, you bring up a good point about you know PDA with parents and whether it's healthy or unhealthy for kids to see their parents being affectionate towards one another. And I mean, my situation was different because again, I had divorced parents. You know, I had a step parent, whatever. But I never. I think one time I saw my dad like kiss my son. I, I like walked in the kitchen and accidentally saw that, and that was. You know, it's, again, shocked and mortified. But 
Um, I think with our kids, like, you know, we sit on the couch, Sim will put his arm around me, he might give me a, a kiss on the cheek, or, um, and the kids... And then they go, ooh. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's healthy. I mean, as long as you're not, like, making out in front of them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I, I think that, like, our us not seeing our parents do that has created, like, this... Like extreme prude culture. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. For I, I don't sure. know. I, I think it depends on on. on I, I don't know. I mean, I I can't say what works for everybody, but I think you got to know what your kids are like too, right? I mean, if you think your kids are gonna pick up on this and go to school and kiss them on the cheek because you saw he saw Baba do it, you know, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like some kids are are pretty. Uh, they they want to mimic their dads a lot. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it depends on your child. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't make a rule for everyone. There's always an exception for every each child and how they how they perceive the world around them i mean i remember the the little boy uh sim he had a problem early on with like <laughs> touching himself bro. like he was like a baby and he was like doing it Who? and it was like he's your youngest son oh that's normal yeah, I mean, that's yeah. normal for two three-year-olds to do yeah. yeah but i mean sim was like this guy's gonna be trouble like he, he had this thing in his eye he's like man this guy's gonna be in trouble like every time he gets naked he's touching oh. it <laughs> oh my god i d- so sim always says that my well i shouldn't say i don't know i don't want to embarrass my son in the future if he sees this youtube video but uh, <laughs> youtube will be phased out yeah. by the time he grows up there'll be something else so sim's always like man he's gonna be such a perv when he grows up i'm like why are you saying that he's such a good boy whatever well i got him this encyclopedia um you know knowledge about everything that you can imagine right well they had pictures of the anatomical bodies of a male and female, and he he was like giggling and showing his siblings, his sisters. <laughs> <laughs> so his sisters are like disturbed, and they come. They're like, "Mommy," because my son's seven, and they're like, and my daughters, are, my older two are like teenagers. So they're like, "Why is he showing us these pages? Like, you need to tell him to stop." He's like laughing and pointing. So Sim told me to take a sharpie marker. And cover the Oda. <laughs> she wanted to ruin the book. She no, I did she, it. She I did about, it. I have a picture. I'll, yeah. I'll she have was, to show she it. She was thinking about cutting out the page. I'm like, no, there's like uh, knowledge here that, you know, that might be useful later on. Just uh, so, sharpie it out. So I made a crop top on the woman in shorts. And Sim was like, why didn't you just make a full abaya? And I was yeah. like... <laughs> well, then you, then he, he can't learn about how the hips grow and... Whatever they were talking about in there, you know. So it's very important for. But boys yeah, the to guy got the guy got you shorts. To, you have to from be able the navel to, perf- to the knee, and the girl got boy shorts. Every young man should be able to select the perfect spouse uh, or perfect mate based on the hip to waist ratio and all that. There's uh, some of, some of the famous scholars talked about this. I think I think uh, Ibn Qayyim had a book about that yeah. uh, about describing the perfect woman, but that was more because. They were so segregated that he they, that they didn't like, you know. They were so naive. They were like, "Yo, how do I pick a, a perfect wife? Like, what do you think it looks good in? What do you? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, what should, what characteristics should a, should a woman have? And so, you know what? So many students asked him this question that he decided to write a poem, like a book about this, and be like, "Yo, this is what I find to be an attractive woman. This is how I believe a perfect woman should be." So, I mean, of course, I mean, I think it's healthy in some ways. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Ali, what, what do you think about this? I mean, I, I look, I got family in Saudi Arabia, right? And there's no secret that there's a bunch of, like, there's a, there's a homosexuality problem in that country. 
And yeah. I think it's because of extreme segregation. There has to be some healthy, you, you know, like middle that? ground. Huh? I personally think it's more because of the, the honor, the, you know, the dowry is so expensive. I think it's more because of that than anything else. I mean, if you go to these, some of these countries in the Middle East, the dowry is like a dowry bubble. Like we have a housing bubble and it keeps getting up and up and up, but it doesn't burst. And you go someplace, it's $100,000 to get married. An average guy who is just, just getting out of school, just getting to college, still has debt to pay. He doesn't have $100,000 to pay. So that leads to fitna. That, that, that's one thing. I agree. Yeah. But I mean, I, I've seen how they interact and how segregated they are. And like, you know, I can see how that can get funny real quick. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, it's not even like, you know, I mean, there's a little bit like too much segregation. Like they are, I mean, they are men at the end of the day. Right. And they're just yeah. built up. And like now they've completely segregated and like, yes, they can't get married too. That's part of the problem. But I think also the extreme segregation, because, you know, there's a lot of guys our age right now who live in America, you know, um, who can't afford to get married right away, but they're not going and turning gay. You know what I mean? Like, it's not but like... Weren't they, weren't they segregated at the time of the Prophet saw some as well? Yeah, there were people who couldn't get married too, right? No, no, so but they, segregated. How was, I mean... I'm well, I mean, to the I point where... Well, I don't think it was desegregated. Yeah, like, for I think example, it's... in the Prophet's time, women would be in the markets. They would be yeah. actually, like, some of them would actually control the markets and be in charge of it. This, th- and, and this and they, thing. And they would, I mean, even go to, they would even go to the Prophet's house and have dinner as families, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. Then, I know. I mean, They've gone to the whole, they, they're not doing more Islamic. They're doing more cultural now. Right. right. And yeah, I think so... that cultural separation is what's so strict that it's just like, it's just like they don't see. And I think that's also problematic because when they do get married, they have no idea how to interact with the woman. Like all, of these like are, a dude. all of these things are because of a culture that's, that's impacted us in a negative way. Culture has increased the dowry unnecessarily more than it is because Islamically, it's supposed to be the opposite. Culturally, is making it harder to get married because we have these cultural things you have to do before you get married. All the culture has really contaminated the Muslim Ummah, which has really almost like had a domino effect and has impacted everybody. And I think it branches out to all the kind of issues that we see, including like homosexuality. and Yeah. And I'll give you an example. And it's kind of like hypocritical because I remember like being there, like my cousin took me to some compound, right. It's like a party going on. Like, I mean, totally right. Like there's a party going on. There's women in bikinis. Right. And then all of a sudden we're like, yo, let's go get something to eat. Right. So we went to like the TGI Fridays or whatever it was, I think in, 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 in Jeddah. And we went there and apparently we couldn't get in because it was only family day. So we couldn't get in as single males. So either we had to, um, you know, come with a woman, like a mother or, or a sister or whatever, or we couldn't get in. So my cousin goes home, grabs the maid and says, hey, come with us to come eat. <laughs> I mean, that kind of strict segregation is just like, I mean, it's almost like completely, it's so weird because in one part, like in private, they have these, you know, these parties, pool parties with like, you know, women in bikinis but then like you know in in like the, in the public it's so segregated you know it's just really weird i think it's cultural culturally is a problem yeah unfortunately it look it, it crosses over and people think this has to do with religion but it has very little to do with religion it has more to do with culture it gets confusing this religious thing because you see religious people part of this but if you really look at the text and look at the action you see islamic text does not uh it does not come from the source of whatever they're doing. It doesn't come from Islamic texts. It actually comes from themselves. I'm really glad that this is coming up because, um, you know, even in Islamic schools, there's so much segregation, right? And I know real stories um, 
of the Islamic school here, one of the Islamic schools here, of kids, you know, that their hormones are raging and they're confused about, you know, they have their friends and they're like, especially, I don't know how it is with the guys, but like with girls, it's like, oh, I love you. You're my best friend. They hug and they, you know, very affectionate and stuff. And sometimes um, what I've heard is these girls are sometimes, you know, experimenting because they have no outlet. And I've heard that even, I, I know of actual instances of that. I don't know about guys, but I'm, I would venture to say that guys are probably doing the same thing in these situations where they're, you know, in these extreme segregated, you know, schools or whatnot. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I'm telling you true stories, you know, that I know, uh, some, somebody, I don't want to say who, but someone in a relative was going to Islamic school and girls in their class were experimenting, you know? I think the fact that people are Muslim, it doesn't prevent them from having these type of issues. Um, I think that sometimes we get that confused. I think, oh, he's Muslim or this is a Muslim school. So we are like immune to some of the issues that non-Muslims deal with. And that's not true at all. In fact, oftentimes because of this cultural nonsense that we, we force our kids into, they may be doing worse than what non-Muslims are doing at their age. Um, a while back when I was doing a podcast, I had a, a, one of the youth on my podcast. And I was telling him, hey, tell us what it is. You go to public school and you go to Islamic school. And oftentimes the stuff he was explaining that's happening in Islamic school is far worse than what's happening in public school. And people don't know that because most people assume that Islamic school is Islamic and it's not. It's just Muslim school. Exactly. It's just Muslim yeah. school and that's yep. it. Yep. So actually what happens is when a bunch of Muslims get together and they're young and they have money and they're mischievous, they they find self-validation with each other. Oh, yeah. you know what? It's not because before when you're in public, it's in public school, it's kind of like, oh, that's what other people do. Yes. But when you find other people like like you from your background, your religion doing it, it makes it more appealing, right? You're like, oh, well, if they're doing it, why can't I do it too, right? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? And so they kind of uh, self-encourage each other. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying that based on experience. The first time I, I did anything remotely like that was in a private Islamic school. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't the fault of like the teachers or, or they tried very hard. I'm not faulting any of them. It's just simply what happens sometimes when you have the wrong crowd of people inside you know a, a private school um whether muslim or not right it's just kids who are you know who are young and um who can who are prone to you know peer pressure and things like that and you have to be really careful i yeah. don't think you should react and be like oh my god how could you muslim and this and that no treat them as kids that make mistakes yeah i mean it reminds me even i would venture to say that i was a stronger muslim when i grew up in arkansas than when i came to chicago because when you're living around non-Muslims, you have to hold on to the rope of Allah even harder, right? I agree. So even as an adult, you know, I was a stronger Muslim when I was around non-Muslims. And, and all, all of our kids go to public school and our older two are teenagers. The oldest is in high school. And, you know, she tells us that she she just she has that mentality that you mentioned more that, well, it's just them. Now, there are Muslims in our school who, you know. I don't know, do drugs or have boyfriends or girlfriends and things like that. But she's like, oh, well, they're just the messed up Muslims, you know, but she's able to kind of separate, you know, kind of categorize people in her mind. Um, like these are non-Muslims. These are messed up Muslims. These are good Muslims, you know, and 
she knows where she stands, you know, in all of that. So, so I think this, the subject seems to be like, like when we're trying to get married, and we had this social awkwardness that's built into our culture. Like, how do we? It was funny because I was listening to a podcast over here, uh, Boys in a Cave. Shout out to Boys in a Cave, by the way. Uh, they were interviewing some MSA dude, um, and Josh was talking about how he didn't learn how to talk to girls until he was like in third year of university or college. Oh yeah, you know, something like that. Because he was like, and he had to he had to learn it because he had a job where his boss was a was some lady, and that's how it kind of like got him. And I think that's true because I've heard of like. People who are teachers at Islamic schools telling me that, like, their kids have no idea. First, like, I remember one teacher I heard say they had finished AP class or something. The exam was done. They had, like, a month left. And she asks them, like, what do you uh, want to learn? And they were like, we want to learn how to talk to white people. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of our, our – one something that me and Noreen t- talked about because we debated the whole Muslim private school thing for a long time. And, you know, to each his own. But something that – we both kind of agreed on was that we need to make sure that our girls are able to hang with white people. There's no other way to talk about that too, Sim, right? Yeah. A little bit. We're like, Hey, you know, cause we, we talked about our experience growing yeah. up when we went to, you know, the private school, when we came out, it was like a shock. Cause we right. went in when we were like in junior high, maybe. Right. And then like we, for like two, three years. And, and that's the most critical time because you're still like an elementary school or middle school. You're like still not really sure about it. But in junior high, you start developing your identity, right? In some ways. Mm-hmm. And then so we developed our identity around all Muslim people. I mean, it got to a point where like we didn't even like non-Muslims stepping on our on the property, right? We would, I mean, it's, it's as stupid as it sounds, right? We were so like, you know, about, oh, around Muslim people so much that it became like that. And then I remember I was so mad at my mother for pulling me out of the, 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 the private school. I'm like, oh, my God, now I got to go to the public school with all these random weirdos, right? Like, yeah. I was so, like, pissed off about yeah. it, you know? Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, looking back at it now, that um, it helped me. It was character building. It yeah. taught me how to deal, how to be comfortable with my religion, my values, uh, and incorporate that. Um, with other people who don't share those same values in, in, a, in the same religion. And, um, and, and that, that, that is a real life skill you'll need because, um, you know, when you go to work, when you go to university, right. when your parents are not around, how do you behave? How do you act? You know, but, but so more uh, conversely, I just want to reiterate the point there. Like Islamic schools are very uh, a invaluable resource for parents who are, you know, they they might not be very well trained in the religion and they want to make sure that, their kids have that kind of education and you know fortunately for most of us in this uh, on this screen the f- the five windows uh, i think we know enough about islam to teach our kids but a lot of parents out there they just don't have those tools or skills to give uh, to their kids so i think many parents for them it's it's an invaluable resource Th- this is the advice i give families i say if you're going to put your kid in islamic school Everything after school, curriculars, extracurriculars, you know, sports, whatever, should be with non-Muslims, so that they're and that they're well. And, and, and then the opposite. That's if, great if, advice. If you yeah. go to public school, all your extracurriculars after school on weekends, like Sunday school, whatever, it should be with Muslims. So, yeah, like my sense. kids go to public school, I put them in Muslim Girl Scouts, Muslim Cub Scouts, Muslim, you know, Sunday school, so that outside of school, they're hanging around Muslims so they know how to be around Muslims. And at school, they learn how to be around non-Muslims. So they get that balance. Anyway, but I want to segue this since, you know, this is Taboo Thursdays and 
we're talking about relationships. So when you, when these young Muslim guys and girls, this is for you, Babali, you know, they're, they're, um, you know, segregated. They don't know how to interact with the opposite gender. And now, you know, they've been told their whole life, like, you can't talk to a boy, you can't talk to a girl, you can't even look at a girl. And then when it comes to marriage, you know, the, the, for for example, a girl who's now 21, 22, and her mm-hmm. parents say, well, here's the guy, go talk to him. And the girl's like, well, I don't even know how to talk to him. And guys, you know, vice versa, they don't even know how to talk to girls. So what are you seeing these days, you know, especially in this day and age of, you know, um, technology and using Minder and Muzmatch and all these things? So, hey, those are yeah. competitors. Oh, whoops. <laughs> it's okay. <They're> all, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the same idea of like getting people to interact from the opposite gender. Um, we see this alive even a lot in, in our live events. We put a bunch of people in a room together. And if you just leave them in the room and say, okay, guys, all you guys want to get married, just talk to each other, it won't work. So what we do is we come up with creative ways and getting them to talk to each other and to find creative ways so they can kind of like their personality will come out so they can start talking and interacting. And so you can learn about the person's personality, what they're looking for in the opposite gender, but in, in a very natural way. Unfortunately, that's the key word. In our Muslim communities, we don't have anything natural. It's just unnatural. I'll give you guys an example. When I go and do my stand-up comedy... I do all kinds of events. I've done very liberal events and very conservative events. And then some events are just weird. Um, and then some events, I don't even know how to even explain it. I'll give you guys an example. I go on stage and they say, okay, Babali, perform for us. And I get there and there's a stage and there's a curtain that starts from the beginning of the stage all the way to the back of the stage. And okay. And then, I mean, from the audience. So the audience, the men audience can't see the women audience and the women audience can't see the men audience. I'm standing on stage and I can see both audiences. Right. So if these guys who are oftentimes married to the girls on this side, they can't see each other, but I can see your wife. Right. That makes sense. Right. <laughs> so apparently you're not supposed to see each other. I, would, I did one event, I think it was in Toronto, that the men can't even see where the women are. Like they're not even in the same room. Yeah. They are broadcasting via television and they're in a, supposed to be in a separate room. Forget like a curtain. The curtain wasn't even good enough. You have to be in a separate room and you have to be telecasted on the television. Okay. Then they all go outside and talk normally with each other. Or after the event. Which I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Like you go from one extreme to yeah. the other extreme where they're super comfortable with the op- opposite gender. So when it comes to all these interactions, we don't explain to our kids how to talk to the opposite gender. We don't explain the Islamic, uh, the khatibs don't explain it. There's no khutbahs about it. We're just like, okay, just throw them to the wolves and hopefully they'll just figure each other out and it doesn't work out that way. Right. And then you put them online and they don't know what to do. I'm, oh, I can tell you so many stories of running a matchmaking website. You you see how it's like sometimes cringeworthy things that people do and you don't you realize, okay, these guys are not going to make it because they don't have the tool set of how to communicate with opposite gender. You know, like... Understanding how women think, for example, is very, uh, and understanding how men think are just the core elements that you need when you're talking to the opposite gender. But no yeah, like the, the the game of flirtation, right? I mean, yeah. you kind of I learned that like in junior high, you know. Uh, I mean that that's a skill in in and of itself. Well, the thing oh. that we we what what I was always taught, or not taught, but something that I just picked up from like older kids because i didn't have an older brother and other older kids would kind of be 
my mentor or whatever in, in this in this regard and they would say like hey you know girls like to see someone who's confident and if you're going to be moping around and you're not going to be you know be, be able to handle yourself in when when you're communicating with them they can see right through it like for them like confidence is boobs the way the guys see <laughs> boobs you know that it just something that really sticks out to them and that they they're measuring your potential in life based on your confidence and your ability to communicate with them so is it oh, do, I mean, do you know did you notice that Noreen? i mean like when you when you talk to any <coughs> any confident guy is it is it true like is confidence the equivalent of boobs for for women i don't know i'm not into boobs so i can't <laughs> oh, really I mean, compare oh is it like boobs for you I was like oh, what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. i mean the way how guys so see it, you know you, every girl knows that saying, is that does it does it do you find a, a man who's confident extremely confident more attractive than one who's not confident yeah it wasn't very supposed yeah to be i mean i question. definitely i will say that girls don't want yeah they do want a confident guy they don't want to a guy who's a pushover that they can like, you know, like a doormat, um, a guy who's because look, what what is uh, the definition of koam, right? Protector, maintainer, whatever. Right. So we're looking for somebody who makes us feel that they're going to take care of us. I think Mord's talked about this a few times that, yeah, we do. We want to be taken care of. We want to be protected. We want to know that, you know, if anything happens, our man has our back, you know, and, yeah. and a guy who's a doormat or a pushover or is kind of like a beta a beta male yeah we're not uh, most girls i don't think are really into that that's you what know? i'm saying they're, 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 but you know what to be fair though i think there needs to be an, an explanation here though uh at the same time a girl doesn't want to be you know treated like dirt either right exactly. just because there right, has to be a balance doesn't mean like a dictator right it doesn't mean like you know i mean like you have to be able to to be able to make her feel like that, hey, you're going to make logical, rational, just decisions, not just dictate to her, right? So they, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, that, um, that you know, that you, that women can't make their own decisions, but I think a woman wants to feel like, hey, this is somebody that I feel that can make the correct decisions for us and our family and, and we'll be smart about it, right? Um, and I think confidence kind of, is tied into that because in order to be to be a good decision maker you have to be confident in your decision yeah. right you have to be i mean being decisive is very important for i mean in anything in life right if you dabble back and forth you're not sure oh i don't know if i should do this i don't know if i should do that even other males around you feel uncomfortable because like yo what do you want to do like what's wrong with you yeah. <laughs> so it, imagine how a woman feel who's looking for that who's looking for that security and safety net if she feels like you're not really sure like eh, you know she's gonna get even more panic than you are yeah absolutely and i and i don't think guys should be talking to girls until they know what they who they are what they want in life you know be a little settled in 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 yourself and because i i see girls who are talking to guys and the guy's like yeah i don't know like you said they're wishy-washy about everything like oh i don't know i don't know if i want to do this job i don't know what degree i want to do i don't know like dude make it some a damn decision before you come to me and start talking to me about marriage you know right. we think that's a lot of that's not even just talking to girls it's just like how uh guys are we're just not growing up yeah it's not, you but, know, I, but some well, of these guys well, are all like 29, almost 30 years old, and they still don't know what the hell they want. 
But so I, why I've do you think Baba Louie? Why do you guys think that's the result of that? I mean, is it because <laughs> the parents don't raise them as coddling? Adults? Coddling. Yeah. I think no, it's... but Baba Ali, I heard you say last time that, and what, maybe I'm wrong, but that you found men to be very indecisive, like especially when, when it comes to choosing a partner. Is that okay. mean, is that only with a partner, or is that do you mean like in general you've seen that? Okay, so there's four different personality types, right? And we have this on half our team, but. The gold personality type, which you were explaining more just a little bit earlier, is a guy who's decisive, he is confident, he et cetera, et cetera. But the bad gold, that's a good gold. A bad gold personality would be arrogant. That confident would be arrogant. Instead of being in control, which you were explaining before, he'll be controlling, which girls don't like. Mm -hmm. So it's the difference between the, the same personality type, but having the good and bad version. This is why a lot of women who end up marrying a guy and says, what, what was wrong with him? He was a jerk. Right? He was arrogant and all this stuff. And so, why'd you marry him? Why'd you have kids? I don't know. It's because she confused that uh, arrogance for confidence. And that mm -hmm. confidence is attractive for women. Yeah. Women like it. And it's funny. It's interesting. If a woman is naturally uh, lacking confidence in herself or lacking, she's even more attracted to someone who's confident because it, balanced that, it balances that out. Mm. Right? And, it's, it's, and it, confidence is, is connected to something else that women find very attractive. And that is success. So right. the way guys are superficially attracted to women because of beauty, women are super, superficially attracted to a man because of a success. Yep. And one of the signs of success is a person who's confident. You don't usually see people who are very successful without having that attribute of confidence connected to it. So usually if you smell confidence, it's like if you see smoke, fire isn't too far away, right? So if you see confidence, he's most likely going to be a guy who's a path of being successful if he's not already successful. Mort, isn't there a Hadith or, or anyone else in this room? Isn't there a Hadith in this room? Excuse me. Isn't there a Hadith about being overly shy about things? and like? Um, I, think I think it has to do in terms of like, um, meaning when it comes to the matters of religion, don't be shy. Oh. Right? I, I know that Hadith. But I, I don't know. Like there's a thing yeah. uh, all right maybe well you well, want to be in the, in the text so maybe he can clarify yeah. well YouTube. you're supposed to be shy around women because they said the the prophet used to be shy in front more of than woman. a woman on her wedding yeah. night original, yeah no i think this is this is termed in terms of um like for example if you have a question about marital relations right you shouldn't be shy about that if you want to ask it like to the prophet or if you want to find a religious ruling on that you shouldn't be shy about that right you should find out for yourself Right. But I don't think uh, I haven't heard of anything else about. Just I think you guys, you guys are talking about being comfortable with the opposite gender. I think it's more towards that, not necessarily asking Islamic questions. Yeah. because. Of yeah. So I don't think I, I mean, what I'm saying is I think that Hadith he's mentioning, it might be talking about the Islamic rulings in regard to you know, asking about those things. So I'm not, I'm not too sure about okay. anything else. I haven't read anything. Yeah. No, no. Just at least in, in terms of etiquette, when uh, when approaching the off opposite gender you just want to make sure that you know you're not your confidence is not going into haram territory right because sometimes yeah. you see some guys you know sometimes uh, noreen like once in a while like i'll see someone who some dude who approaches you with like incredible amount of confidence and i'm like like is he trying no. to hit hit like like i don't know at a wedding or something i, I just remember like a couple moments where you encounter some guy and like he's just being like really overly confident and like I'm I'm just left confused really? watching this interaction. Well, some, like, some guys are never told me that. and what they no I'll tell you something. Some guys are like that. They think it's a competition. Are you, are you threatened? They're like no, they're I like wouldn't. oh this is you why know I didn't what tell I can, you this. I can try to make your wife like me. 
I'm like, dude, some guys are like that. I'm not saying they're most of them. Most guys are probably not, but there are some sick, twisted individuals that want to make other women, like married women, like like them, right? And they do that stuff, you know? So this is kind of where the the segregation line comes in where you got to watch what kind of, you know, how they talk to each other. But there are some men with bad intentions that try, they get that, that, naturally like to flirt with women they don't care if they're married not married some oh, yeah. sister mother they don't care there's a guy at my work i've told you about him yeah. he flirts with me all the time it's so embarrassing wow. so we have like cameras on our work phones and i always keep mine turned off so if anyone calls me they can't see me and um this this guy would be like um why isn't your camera on i'm like because i don't like my camera to be on he's like come on let me show me that smile i just want to see that smile i'm like Oh my God, stop it. Like it's, it makes me so uncomfortable, you know? But you know what's crazy? Sim is like really disturbed right now. No, he knows about this guy. (laughs) Actually, I I saw a picture of him. He's not even very threatening. So, no, no, no. But what what I'm saying is some men have had this, like what he was talking about, not confidence, but arrogance. They're so arrogant that they think that no means actually yes. They're like, oh, she doesn't really mean it. She's just trying to play hard to get. Like they do that. Unfortunately, it's really stupid. Like some of these men, and this is, I think, what Babali was talking about was arrogance versus confidence, right? And there, there are people who are arrogant like that. They will, will, will seriously get in trouble in life. Like some guy, like Sim, is gonna come by and find out, and then end up like punching the guy in the face, and it's gonna be a bad thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I actually don't know if this problem is really with with most. I haven't seen this with most of some guys being overconfident, right? Usually, what they'll do is it'll be an underconfident guy who like will watch a movie or get some tips but has no practical experience mm-hmm. and then be confident like the wrong way and just come across as really creepy. Are you talking about the ones that like DM us and say, Oh sister, you have a beautiful smile. Will you marry me? Like those or creepy that, guys? You know, one thing I've noticed is more you can maybe I want to get more to take on this because more you live you were in Dubai for a little bit. So what is it about like fob Arab dudes like when they come over here, yeah, are just so forward of approaching girls. Oh my god, they they think they have so much game. It's not even funny. So so what it is 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 they're used to watching Hollywood and they have this perception of what America is. They think basically that American women, Western women, are for the taking. Yeah, you just walk in and spit a couple lines like, "Hey, let's go to the bar," and they're gonna you're gonna have sex with them tomorrow. Yeah, like it's just, that's just what they think. The, the, right? They so don't know that sex is haram. They don't, care. they don't care about that. Oh, come on. There's Saudi oh. dudes humping each other, man. It's like, yeah, I mean, there's, 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 I don't want to make attack one group of people. This is not just about. So I've seen Pakistani <laughs> fobs do it. I've seen Iranian fob. I've seen many fobs do this. But it's this perception that Hollywood gives off. Right. That, oh, you know, when you go to America, if you want to get laid, you go to a bar, you buy a shot. And next thing you know, the girl's taking her clothes off. Right. This is this is Hollywood. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, this is how it is. Right. And so they think, oh, my God, I can't wait to go to the land of milk and honey. You know, like, or just get all this stuff. <laughs> and then, it's, I mean, there, I'll give you an example. There was this guy that um, this is honestly got true story. There was a Saudi guy who's a relative of a, uh, another uh, distant relative. Uh, and he came to stay with us uh, while we oh, were in the Muslim Oh, I remember this guy. Yeah. And so so um, he's like, Murtada, I have to go to the mall. Wallah, I have to go to the mall. I'm like, okay. So we take him to the mall, right? And he sees this girl in a miniskirt. The first thing he does is he goes right behind her, touches her bottom part. Shut up. And he goes, I want to. I want to. He doesn't even know English. What? And I'm, I'm pulling him away. <laughs> 
And I'm like, you can't do that. This is America. You're going to get thrown in jail. Oh, my this God. What did he say? Bro, I want you. I want you. I want to. No, I mean, F. I can't even say what he I said. I want to? Yeah. I, I can't even say what he said completely, but it was the, the most vulgar thing you could say to a woman. Like a woman <laughs> did, what did yeah. she like, do? Did she not slap him? Dude, she was running away. Oh like, my! She was like running away from the guy. I mean, imagine some guy oh like, touching God. her in the middle of the mall, like basically dry humping the air. Like, what would you think? What? You would do? You'd run. Sim, were you? What is this? wrong with people? I know. I knew the guy. No. I, he went to our school. No, he yeah. Are you that- serious? Was he Borat? What was this? He, yeah, he, what the hell? He was he like a mini Borat. He, he like did kind of look like him a little bit, though. He had like that whole Afro thing going on. Right, remember? right. He did look the like The mustache and the briefcase? Okay. So, no, no, no. So, so, so Sim knows what I'm talking about because he actually lived with me and, and he came to school with me. <laughs> like, he knows yeah. him. <laughs> I don't want to say his name, but no. the, the crazy thing is, yeah, he grew up, whatever, you know, after realizing whatever, but now he lives a completely normal life. I don't think he does that anymore, but he came to the West, witnessed that it's did not he like get that. Married? But the whole point, I'm, I'm trying, yeah, he got married. No. The whole point. Who married yeah. him? He Plot twist. Okay. The girl at the thing. At okay, the so, so one thing you have to understand. <laughs> Wart, you're, you're, no, you're but, leaving but, but, a, a, a critical trying, aspect wait, hold on, of... Hold on. Let I me mean, just clarify you, you, this. Because yeah. this is my family. One second. Yeah, it's a Bedouin <laughs> family. clarify is that this is how he understood America to be. Like when they watch Hollywood, they think that women in America are just free and you can just do whatever you want with them. Like they, 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 like they feel like that there's no barrier. Whereas they come from there and they're like, oh, women over there are protected. They have honor. They don't have sex before marriage. Right. Kind of that kind of mentality. And when they see other women outside, they're like, oh, these are just, you know, non-Muslim women. And so they're game for anything. And so they have that idea. But I think that's that that's slowly going away now, especially in places like Dubai, where there's a lot of Western influence or people coming there. Uh, it's not too prevalent now. But um, for people who haven't traveled to the West, yeah, they're going to have that mentality. All right. Um, Noreen, anything in the in the chat? Um, let me get in here. Hang on. <clears throat> Can we hit one more topic or no? Do we have time? Well, yeah. Well, so we wanted to segue into um, Baba Lee. I was texting you about in the in our group chat about yeah um, women who have an issue with the, so they're on these you know um, half ardine whatever and they have a picture of themselves and they the guy says send me more pictures before yeah. I start talking and the girls get really put off by this. So let's talk about that a little bit. All right. You can tell us through the girl's perspective. I'll tell you through the guy's perspective. And you guys, other guys here, brothers, more than same, you guys chime in. Same with mine. So for guys, the way we see it is that we know that if you're showing one picture, this is probably the best picture, the best angle with the best lighting that you show. And, and it just sometimes it's just an angle. We don't know anything else. So we like to see more pictures because sometimes pictures can be deceiving. Yeah, and I think this is for males too. I mean, sometimes this was like, is this was a picture of you when? Oh, in the 1990s. Well, how old are you now? You know, so um, and plus some of them crop it to here. You have no idea what's going on with the neck down. Yes, uh, and so vice versa. I'm talking about guys as well. So you don't know anything, and picture only doesn't really speak a thousand words when it's only like. Right, right. There are angles that make a fat girl look skinny, right? And like, it's just, it happens, right? Everyone, and nobody wants to be catfished anymore, right? I mean, there are so many stories about catfishing, right? They're like, wait a minute. And I'm not saying this is also for the guys too, for women who have seen guy pictures who take certain angles. They might look buff or they might look tall or they might look skinny, but they're not, you know? And so people don't want to get catfished. One of the biggest things about being online now is people are afraid of not actually talking to the person they think they're talking to. 
right? That's a huge fear for somebody. More even offline, you're talking to somebody. I thought he was a different person than I married him, right? Yeah. So if people are playing games offline as well, not just online, but nevertheless, it's that for a lot of guys, 80% is visual and then everything else is whatever. But for women, for attractiveness, it's not 80% or 90% visual. It's it's a combination of a bunch of things. Like you guys just mentioned a few minutes ago, confidence. Yeah. For women, confidence plays a key factor of how attractive a guy is. If he lacks confidence, he actually becomes unattractive. Yeah. yeah. But if he has confidence, if he's a six and he has confidence, he can move him up to a seven or eight, and Noreen can chime in <clears> if that's <throat> accurate or not. Yeah. But so, so Baba, let me ask you a question. Oh, go ahead. I was, well, I'm going to give you a perfect example of a situation where I was matchmaking, and the guy and the girl were both being deceitful. Okay. So, um, the girl sends a picture, like you said, you know, of just the head face, whatever. And he's asking for more pictures. He asked me to get more pictures from her. And I felt shy asking for more pictures. I didn't feel like it was appropriate. I was like, I already sent you like two or three pictures. Is that not enough? Okay. Well, he started talking to her and, um, so she said, you need to talk to my dad. And he starts talking to her dad and the dad started grilling him about his credentials. And it turned out that the guy was not what he, you know, was putting out there. You know, his credentials were not what he said he, he was, you know, I, I don't want to go into details, but, um, so she came back to me and she was like, you know, thank you for trying to hook me up with this brother, but it turns out that, you know, he really, his degree level isn't really what he said initially. And but I wish him well, whatever. And I was so shocked. And then, and she said, you know, Noreen, um, honestly, she goes, let me send you a full body picture of me. And she sent it to me. And she was like, I was deceitful and he was deceitful and girls are <laughs> deceitful about looks and guys are deceitful about success. Wow. Yep. Because we know we're both superficial in that way. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yep. So, you know, when it comes to, here for women, they need a, a bunch of different things in order to find out if this guy is attractive for, for her, right? She can't just make a decision just by seeing a picture. Okay. I'm going to marry this guy for a guy it's 80% beauty. So for women, they need to have multiple conversations and, and kind of get, get to know him under that deeper layer. And for guys it's like, I need multiple pictures to yeah. see if this guy, girl's attractive or not. So for her to be offended, it's just like for him to say, okay, let's just have one conversation. And after this, you should decide if you want to proceed or not. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and if, yeah. She want, if, she, yeah, if she wants to ask for additional conversations, then he should be offended. You know so, what I mean? So, yeah. so, so, so Ali, how does, in Noreen's case, how does uh, a man who is looking to get married um, ask for another picture in a way that doesn't come off creepy then? Right. I mean, if he's wanting to, I mean, because she's not obviously not going to understand why he wants another picture. She's just going to say, oh, he's a pervert. I don't know what he's going to do with my picture. But yeah. he's like, I need to find out if I want to talk to this girl for more than two minutes or not. <laughs> yeah, I, I personally feel uncomfortable just sending pictures back and forth to people um, because you don't want if you're concerned where the picture is going to end up type of thing. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that's a weird thing in itself. Hey, take more pictures, send them more pictures. I think at the very beginning, just have three or four pictures available. So you don't have to ask for more pictures. But if you only have one headshot, then I can understand why the guy's asking for more, more pictures. So uh, Ali, what about on your site? Um, is, there, is there a way that you can like make certain 
pictures public and certain yes. private. So, oh. and everyone has their profile pictures and they have public pictures and they have something called private pictures. Okay. So if you want to make a certain pictures private and say, oh, she has two public pictures and four private pictures. And then if I want to see her private pictures, I will request access and then she can deny or accept. Oh. If she, if she accepts, he can see those pictures. And then if the things don't work out, she can remove that access and he'll no longer be able to see it. Therefore, there's no pictures being sent into his inbox. Ah. Into- hey, hey, oh, wait, I have an idea. I have Hold an on idea. one second. Hold on one second. Wait, so he can't, can, can he right click and save him or something? I think you can I screenshot. Don't think so. You can yeah, I mean, screenshot. Really want to no, save you can take out your you phone. You can screenshot. And yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm just saying, hold on. I'm just trying to find out because yeah. you know what? Some people are perverted. I'm just wondering. But what about this? Uh, is there like a time, a timer? Like, can you say, oh, I, I only want him to have access for like three days? You can remove it instantly if you, you can remove it after oh, okay. a, a minute if you want. Cool. But you shouldn't put any picture online that you don't feel comfortable with in the first place. Yeah, right? true. So, I agree. So, picture, how, what if you yeah. make it. You ever play video games, uh, Ali? I know you do, right? So yes. you you know what if we make it like achievement level, like as if as you move week by week, level one thousand, day, day, day by day, body pick. You know, after first week you get this <laughs> this amount of uh, pictures, and you know, yeah. second week and, you get a different angle. And for the girls, they get deeper conversations. Yeah, yeah. Funny exactly about this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. I like Think that. About it. Like, like she, a man has to answer certain questions about himself and like scenarios. And then the more he does, the more of the picture begins yes. real. It'd be kind of like back in the AOL days when you're macking and then like you had to wait for the picture to, to like download. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it just becomes less blurry. The blurry starts going, clearing up. It'll be yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, I, it, he's I, onto I, something. I actually want to talk about the matchmaking because like, I know you're in these matchmaking yeah. WhatsApp groups, right? Yeah. And, so, dudes, well, I, I won't have, like, girls, like, come to me. But, like, my wife will ask me, do you know, like, any dudes and or vice versa? But usually it's dudes that will approach me. So if a dude approaches me, what I always do is I don't even tell the girl yet. I always make sure I try to get pictures first before he even, before even telling the girl to see. Because the way I look you at it. You get pictures of who? The girl? The guy. girl. Okay. And I give it to the dude. Or, I, or if they have Facebook, I'll find out her Facebook profile or right. something. And, you know, I, I'm actually doing this right now. And, I do the same thing. You know, so I'll give – because the, the way I look at it, the guy's the one that proposes. He's the one that puts his neck on the line. So I want – and plus, if the he if he knows after looking at all these pictures, like, okay, I'm good. Because you, you, you also don't want the girl, the dude to like, you know, they have a good conversation. But the dude is like, I'm just not feeling her. I'm not just not attracted because the pictures just got worse and worse and worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. then you're That's like – then she knows – like uh, and, and you know, uh, like for example, um, like I, I think you gotta be sensitive to that. I think when I, I remember I, I went to uh, it was auntie tried to hook me up. Um, she she actually hooked hit me up on a mug group forum back in the day. I don't know if y'all remember that. Um, so I was going to Canada, visiting my cousin, and then my cousin and I went to go see this chick. And within thirty seconds, I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling this chick at all. So let me come up with some excuse. And I was like, um, I'm like, do you like cats? She's like, no. I was like, oh, okay. So I told Auntie later, like, yeah, she didn't like cats, so it's not gonna work for me. <laughs> I love cats. I got nine of them. I got zero cats. My, my wife is like, you can't. She's like, if you want to like clean up after the cats, sure. I'm like, I'm good. That, but you just used it as a as a question to potentially <clears throat> dump your wife if she wanted to. Like, uh, you know what? You don't like cats, so yeah. I, yeah I'm, I, I'm kind of stuck. I with, like... I have two kids, so I'm kind of stuck now. <laughs> should should you ever be honest with with a potential match and just say like hey you know what this is the reason why it's not gonna happen or 
Because your butt ugly? Or should you just make up make up a reason? No, don't 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 do that. Come on. You, you shouldn't say you're you're no, don't, don't tell someone you're butt ugly. I mean that's not right. I mean, because someone might come come to you and be like, you're 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 fugly too. Yeah, it's not like you know I mean? like and that, that would make you but, feel but like, isn't, I mean, that, isn't that what being honest isn't that what Sim was talking about? Huh. I mean No, I think honest about what you want, what you don't want. I mean, I think that's more real. If you if you hey, look, you know what, you can just say I don't think it's gonna work out, be like, hey, you know what, I just uh, I don't think we, I prayed, oh, you know, one time I, I was like, hey, uh, I prayed istikhara, it didn't work out. And then you can't really argue with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you just can't really argue. I mean, let's, let's, let's be real, though. I wouldn't lie about istikhara. I didn't lie. I actually did pray, but I ended up not liking her. But I mean, you I know, just Honestly, like, okay, when when I first met Noreen, she sent the worst pictures of her, and she, I sent the worst picture of me to oh her. Oh, my God. We sent, like, the awfulest pictures of each other. And, still... and luckily, we just kind of, like, went, just went down with it, and we're like, all right, you know, um, you know, she, she's I think, got good I think character. Mom, good... I think your mom liked my cousin. Yeah. You guys, so, because so these are the traps we fall into, is we were, that's why we're using the word superficial. If a guy gets caught up with just the looks and the girl just gets caught up with success, well, guess what? She's going to grow old one day and then he can lose his job one day. And that's, that's not going to be enough. You're not going to have much of a foundation when you guys. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, we sent the worst pictures to each other, and we just, like, you know what? We like each other in terms of our personality, and we'll just keep talking. And and it turned out, Hamdal, we found each other attractive after several other, you know, picture exchanges, uh, you know, as the weeks progressed, you know? Yeah, yeah, I have to say that after Sim got married, his fashion sense got better. Uh, I have to admit that. Noreen <laughs> did upgrade him. No, I, I don't think it's me. No. I really... It no. was just my... I, I, after I got married, I got really fat. And then I started developing a fashion yeah, sense, and I couldn't look good in any clothes. So I was like 80 pounds overweight or something ridiculous. And and then all of a sudden, I lost a bleep ton of weight. And then I'm like, whoa, I can actually wear some nice clothes and look good. Yeah, I, I have, I have zero, that. nothing to do with his fashion. He has good taste on yeah. his own. Look at I don't it. know how to dress boys. Yeah. Sim, you said something nice. very interesting. You gained weight, and almost every single guy I know, right after they get married, they all gain weight. Yeah. Right There's before no more... they get married, they contact me. The, so hunt, Ali is o- the hunt is over, Ali. Yeah, we got the prize. So why do you need to look at No, no, no. Anymore? Right before they get married, they want to impress their wife. Like, yes. I want to go on a workout program, yeah. tell me what to do. I've never lifted weights in my life, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So yeah. they're all into lifting weights. And I think what happens is after they get married, they realize what I've been telling them this whole time that for them, women, physical attractiveness is not 80% of the pie. It's so it's like what fifteen percent or twenty percent of the pie. It's like right? an added bonus. But, but girls and, do the, girls do the same thing. They make sure they look hot yeah. before the wedding. Yeah. No, but I'm thinking girls have everything to goes downhill keep... after that. Yeah. No, I well, after the baby. After the baby, they know they no, got the guy. Before the baby. No. Does it go downhill? No, no. Not, not before the baby. Well, the first so, problem well, happens. But see, what does the guy baby have to do with the guy? Because when you have the baby, you're trapped. You can't leave. Yeah. You, they'll, they'll take half of what you got. You're done. Yeah. For for the guy, the hunt is over. That's why we put on the weight. The hunt is over. We were the virginity is gone. We don't have to worry about you know. Who's virginity? Bro? No, the guys. The guy. The guy was worried like I might die a virgin. You know, that's the main thing that's on every teenager's mind. That's like the worst every fear. Every right? guy is freaking out that they might die a virgin. Wait, 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 wait. There's so people funny who, how women are who fear dying, dying a virgin. Yeah, yeah. I, I know a guy. He's still a virgin too, by the way. How? He's like forty. Look, look, look! You gotta explain that to me. 
Explain well, why. Explain like, why. How, how, do the, how does someone fear dying a virgin? I mean, no, like, I'm saying teenagers. They're afraid no, that they're teen- never going to get married and they're going to die no, a virgin. What, what's hard to understand? Because you know when you're a teenager, right? You, you, <laughs> why would you fear you're going to die when you're like 15 years old? No, but you're worried about like never getting married. You don't, cause you don't know when you're going to die. Yeah. Do women, I wonder if women have to. I don't know. I was fear. worried. I, don't think, I, don't I, I wasn't worried about dying a virgin. I'm, I like, never if had I'm this gonna die. Thing. I'm more worried about like. I mean, there's bigger things about losing than losing my virginity. Marshall, look at the religious man. No, here. I'm just saying. I mean, no, no, no I had the same with Mort. I never had this fear. It's just, I guess, it's weird. I guess I'm a black sheep. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I, I don't, I didn't, I, I mean, I, maybe I just knew I was gonna get it. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, like, no. I, it wasn't a concern. Like, oh my god, I have to lose my virginity now if I die. I grew up in L.A., man. I was more well, worried about getting shot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I mean, maybe I phrase it wrong. I, I meant like you know, you're 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 hurting. You're in pain, man. When you're it's called you, you're you're in puberty. Oh, you're in pain. Different. Yeah, okay? she's horny. So you're like, are you talking about blue balls? Yeah, yeah, essentially. Okay, I, I mean, oh, okay. you look like you haven't gained too much weight since marriage. So like, what was your secret? Uh, I my wife is one part of the one percent of women that actually cares about how much physical. Uh, yeah, I mean, I admire you, dude. You look I work out mainly for my wife. I don't work oh, out really? for fun. I, I need you to like to to like you know put that motivation to me because I just don't give a bleep about working out at all. <laughs> right I just stopped? don't care. I, I, mean, I thought you used to be about that. No, I am. I still, but not as much as I, as as I, I. I mean, look, I just not like Masha like Ali like. He, I think he does it like daily. Like the, I mean, the guy is shredded. I'm sorry, is, but I mean, for me, I'll never be like that right now. I just don't care enough. You, you, know, what, you guys, I'm 44 just, years old, man. You guys are much. Yeah, younger. I'm saying, the, look, the only reason why I work out is so I don't have a heart attack. That's why I work out. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I want to look good anymore. I just yeah. don't want to have heart problems. I can, can you imagine the gym guy giving you a tour? It's like, why are you here? Are you here to work out, meet friends? No, I just want to have a heart attack. <laughs> Which equipment should I, my, I use? <laughs> yes. No, trust me. First, one of the things you learn after you gain uh, a level of, you know, you lose a a lot of your um, health when you put on weight and then you put it back on. You notice like the sex is much better. I'm just saying like like you're able to to for for men that their circulation improves and everything. They're they're able to 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 do everything that they want. Without yeah, yeah. So basically, what Shim is saying is to to to, un, to 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 talk about them taboo. If you are slimmer and you have less body fat, basically you can last longer and you can have harder erections. So yeah. for all you guys that are, I mean, are really wanting to have a great sex life, part of being, you know, getting in shape is part of that. You know, eating right, eating the right types of foods. You know, having right circulation down there. A lot of guys, in, unfortunately, in America today are are overweight and they have to take, you know, they have erectile dysfunction. They're, they're unable to keep long term erections and things. Like that. It's a real problem, right? I mean, so part of that, I, and I guess this is part of being healthy. It's not just about if you want to have kids, you want to be able to, you know, what I mean, you know, have kids for a while. You should take care of your health, just like women take care of it. You also have to do your part if you want to have an amazing sex life. Cool. Let's uh, wrap this baby up. Yep. Um, is there any last final question? Any burning question that we'd missed? Uh, I know you guys were all monitoring the chat pretty well. You know what? There was one sister who did ask a question. We didn't get to it. We have to get to it next week. I promise we will. Is it a long they question? Want, they wanted to talk about. Divorce. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a deep one. It's about and Ali, maybe you can remember this. It's about women who are divorced and how they get remarried, especially when they have children, young children with them, and the struggles they have to get remarried. Like, how should men approach, and what are some of the problems they have, and how can they remedy that? Mm. so yeah, we we'll talk about that one, maybe. that's yeah. a good one that's a good i didn't one forget that's... your question whoever asked it i forgot who it was last week and the week before but the poor person asked like twice and we totally ignored it so i remembered specifically and next week we'll definitely 
topic. We know we'll, we'll, we'll tackle that one. This chat is growing, by the way. I think week a couple wow. weeks ago it was like twenty five people. I think we're at forty. We were close to fifty or something or forty five. Wow. So yeah. awesome. This is awesome. All right, guys. Now, thank you so much for joining. People, people are commenting that you have resting B face and you need to smile more. Sim. I'm trying to. I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, you know what the funny thing is? Sim told me the that, is that I don't smile enough. The He's lights like, are what? so bright you here. So mean. You have to smile more. No, I'm no. Like, the thing is, the lights are and really this guy bright here. Make one single smile. Hang on, hang on. Let me show the listeners what kind of lights there are like that are beaming in my face okay yeah, i don't have one right in my face right now no, guys no, these are all excuses i've been married to him these for are, 17 years look at these he lights. has <laughs> resting <laughs> bee face i'm always like what's these wrong are... what are you thinking what's resting bee face resting, resting b- b-i-t-c-h oh yeah rbf like you know oh. how those girls that get really like you know they walk around like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sim just has that. Re- it's just. I don't that's know. His... I, 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 I think I need Botox. Is that allowed? No, I think you need wear your glasses. Bo- Botox is not permanent, so I think it's allowed. No, but I think you, you're squinting. You need your glasses. I do need my glasses. I've been rubbing my eyes and I've been trying to. Yeah, I think that's focus. the whole problem. You just need to wear your glasses. I do need to wear I We're told getting you to wear your glasses. I leave my glasses at my desk. We all can't look like Baba Ali, okay? We all, all right. can't look like All right, let's wrap this up. I don't think people care about. You're the one talking about my resting B face, Marine. People are talking about it in the chat. You go back and read it afterwards. Yeah, that's true. Uh, a hope for Nick. Uh, shout out to you for making that comment because he's been hounding on me uh, about me not smiling enough. And I think I smile more than anybody, <laughs> with the exception of Bob Ali. Kanan, but I think I smile more than anybody on this Kanan show. Kanan said he thought Can you we just... smile too much? What if I look like this the whole time? Kanan. <laughs> Kanan said you look constipated. <laughs> <laughs> you and I have a beef now. We are no longer. We love you, Sim. Oh I love you. God. What anybody says. I, I, you know what that reminds me of? That Larry David face. Like, pretty, pretty good. He's like squinting his eyes. <laughs> All right. Well, Anyways, let's guys, wrap this up. This Bob was, a good ep- yeah. <laughs> Bob has got to go. All right. Um, quick shout out to our sponsors. And. Halfardine.com. Make sure you go to the private matrimonial website and get your profile made. How long does it take to make a profile, Babali? About less than a few minutes. few minutes. Like 5, 10, 15? Three. Five minutes to just get in. And once you get in, you take a personality test. We tell us about your interests. We want to get a lot of information about you so we can figure out, uh, match you up with the right person. Inshallah. Nice. Awesome. Uh, wahedinvest.com get your sharia financing sorted out make sure that you invest in a halal manner don't invest in companies that can you know use your money in companies that uh, are selling alcohol and and, um, maybe defense contracting companies you don't want your money you don't want to make money off of the debts of several people around the world you know innocent women and children that are having bombs dropped on them. So uh, go to mywasia.com and get a Islamic will created in as little as 15 minutes. And that's it. Yeah. Hey, Sim, you mind if I give a quick shout out to uh, Kuzumi in Chicago, inshallah, in yeah. your neck of the woods. Uh, so we might end up maybe, if, I think I land there on a Thursday. So it might be on that week. I might be in your studio that day. If we're Unbelievable. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be cool, inshallah. What, uh, what day is that? A Thursday, that'll be the 27th. 27th. And where are you? What event are you going to? Probably Mass so Ignal, there's a right? Half our, there's a live, live Half Ardeen event, inshallah, there in Chicago. So if anyone's interested in meeting other people who are single and you want to, in a fun game, 
natural environment, team building, game, all kinds of stuff like that. It's go to hodoffline.com. It's for half our Dean members, but we, we'll figure something out to get you guys there, yeah. inshallah. So. Hey, talk about for a second why, why these team building exercises are important. Like, I mean, you, you mentioned a little bit, but I think people forget that. Why are these things important for people to do like when they're getting... Because when you go on these websites, all you see is their name, their age, their height, their weight, etc. That doesn't really tell you much. But even when you meet people one-on-one through auntie or through your family, you're interviewing them and they're interviewing you. But you don't really get to know a person until you actually do something with them. And that's why when people get married, then they realize, oh, I, I didn't know he was like this until we got married. Or when you get your first, when you go to your job and the interview portion is over, then they get to see a real personality. So by doing team building, by doing games, by doing activities, you get to really see the person behind the profile, their personality comes out. Uh, we do a lot of fun stuff. There's a lot of laughter in the room. And uh, the event initially was about three hours long, but because so much, People want it to be longer. We go up to almost five hours for a typical event. Um, we end up actually leaving before people do. It just that's really like a fun good. Thing. I just want to come and hang out. Even though I just want to come. It sounds like fun. Yeah. I want to see it, yeah. So <laughs> sometimes we have volunteers. Uh, all the volunteers are usually married that help us work with this. Um, but we do pay our volunteers. There's no volunteers for free. Uh, and people, it's a, by invitation only. So you have to go to hodoffline.com uh, and uh, apply for it. And I have like 300 people, about 80 get in. Wow. So oh, wow. We, sure, we only want to make sure the people that get in are the ones who are more likely going to get a match, not just taking your money for the sake of taking your money. Wow. Nice. Is that part of the Mass ICNA convention? Uh, yes. So Mass ICNA has, they liked our process so much that they asked for us to come back every single year and host it from now on. Nice. nice, nice, great, cool. Great. The you know, last one we held, we had twenty six matches in Chicago, Mass. Mashallah. The last time we held it. So. This is this is some top secret. This this is some top secret news for only Mad Mamluk listeners, but we are trying to get Injun Altan Jizyatin for for Mass Ikna, and we 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 we're pulling some strings. It's is not he, confirmed, but we're trying to get him. Well, I can't promise you anything, yeah. but. All right. All right, cool. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. Thank you for tuning in and uh, Asalaamu Alaikum. Asalaamu Alaikum. Asalaamu Alaikum. Asalaamu Alaikum. Asalaamu Alaikum. Asalaamu Alaikum.